Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, our roundup for testing day one. What a fun day we've had of testing today. A lot to get into. We'll be covering all of the testing over the next uh, two more days, so make sure you subscribe if you're not already. What we're going to do here is go through all the teams in reverse constructors order and basically give my rundown of what has happened to them today, where I think they are, what they need to do over the next few days, that kind of stuff. We also may have some a few very special uh, uh, special helmet streets in between the testing rundown because there are a few people I forgot to mention yesterday in the preview so lots to get on with so let's just get on with it why don't we starting with everyone's favorite Haas and Haas came into testing very much saying yes we are going to be at the back and you'll never guess what they're at the back so if we look at Haas we start off in the morning with Kevin Magnussen in the car and one of the first things that happens to Haas is their aero rake breaks so it was either a bolt had gone or something like that so the aero rake is bouncing all over the place and they have to come in and fix it which might be the most Haas thing ever to happen then they have a fuel system issue so that keeps them off the track for quite some time. Then they come back on, and you know what? There's a few lockups here and there, but overall the car looks pretty steady. The issue is it's not very quick. We go into the afternoon with Nico Hulkenberg, and again, it looks very steady. No big issues for Hulkenberg. A few snaps of oversteer here and there, but overall, okay for him. At the end of the day, uh, Magnussen, so he, in the morning, finished 10th out of the 10 people on the track. Overall, he finished 17th out of the 18 people who participated in testing today. He got a total of 66 laps in. Nico Hulkenberg finished 18th out of the 18 people who participated today with 82 laps so firstly of course this is testing times don't mean anything of course but we can have a look at them and think what does that mean and that's what i'm gonna do secondly this is actually it's not good but it's not bad for Haas. So Nico Hockenberg with his 82 laps is actually the most laps of anyone who only participated in one of the sessions. So you have the likes of Verstappen and, and uh, Russell who were in the car all day. So obviously they have more laps than Hockenberg. But out of all people who just either did just the morning or just the afternoon, Hockenberg had the most laps. And Haas as a whole had 148 laps, which is the most of any constructor. So in terms of reliability, Reliability, very good for Haas. In terms of you know getting the mileage in, also very good. In terms of lap times, very bad. Uh, they were four seconds off the pace. The gap between Kevin Magnussen in 17th and Esteban Ocon in 16th is over a second. So once again, testing times don't mean anything, but that doesn't look good because I think Magnussen was on the C3 tyres and Ocon was on the C1. So a tyre two stages harder than what the Haas was on and a second faster. So not a great look for the Haas, but there are positives within there. Uh, moving forward now to stake F1 team kick Sauber. Uh, we start off with Valtteri Bottas in the morning. Now, Valtteri Bottas has done a very strange thing because he's the king of special helmet streets. He loves a helmet, but he hasn't posted any photos of his helmet online anywhere. So he's wearing a helmet. It looks like it's black and green to fit in with the car, but I can't find a photo of it. Once I can... 
I will feed it back to you. And this kind of feeds into steak have still got the Alfa Romeo curse of they very rarely feature on the coverage. Into the afternoon they featured a bit more, but in the morning, not too much. But when they did feature, it looked very steady. I think this was a good day for Steak F1 Team Kick Sauber. Uh, Zhou Guan Yu came in in the afternoon, and we have our first special helmet street of the video, because I forgot to mention this one yesterday. Look at this, by the way. Wonderful stuff here from Zhou. This is his helmet. Got lovely bits of chrome on it. A lovely skyline here. Probably of somewhere in China. Maybe where he's from. But yeah, very glittery. Very nice. I like it a lot. No green, which is surprising for Stake F1 Team Kicksauber. But overall, a very good helmet there from Zhou Guan Yu. And a good day for him as well. Some decent laps in there. Once again, just looking very steady. I think a perfect day one for uh, good old steak. So Valtteri Bottas, in the morning session, he finished 7th. That turned to 14th by the end of the day. He had 68 laps on the board. Guan Yu was 10th with 63 laps. So real good stuff there. Uh, combined, that is 131 laps, which puts them joint fourth. It's very good, steady stuff for Stake F1 Team Kicks. How about I just hit my own mic there? Moving on to the racing bills. And Yuki Sonoda uh, was out in the morning, and they had Flovis all over this car. Basically, in every part they could have Flovis, they had it, which usually isn't a very good sign because it's very much like we have no idea how any of this stuff is working put Flovis everywhere so we can try and understand it but as we went into the afternoon when Daniel Ricciardo came out um it turned very good for the racing bills Ricardo put out some very good times not that they matter of course but you know there was one point he was going for quite a fast lap then he just went massively wide into the final corner but overall really good times for both uh, Yuki and Ricardo. so Yuki finished the morning session in 5th that turned to 13th he got 64 laps in and Ricardo finished overall 4th place very good for Ricardo. not that lap times matter of course with 52 laps for him which was 116 laps overall which is all right but it is the ninth most amount of laps so only one team had less laps than the racing bills uh today which i think really isn't that bad i mean if you say you have the ninth highest amount of um laps out of a group of 10 teams that doesn't sound good but 116 i think is pretty decent so maybe a few more laps for the racing bills but they're only like 20 25 behind like the guys at the top of that lap chart so yeah pretty good for the racing bills but it was not good for williams oh dear oh dear oh dear i had very high expectations for williams today and not only did they not meet those expectations they came nowhere near so here is the rundown of Alexander Albon's very bad morning. Because he was in the car uh, in the morning session. So he starts off with a little bit of a brakes issue. So he comes into the pits to, f to try and fix that. An hour and five minutes later, he comes out and puts in his first time lap, which was um, actually wasn't the latest of all the cars this morning, but very late nonetheless. He then has a DRS issue, so he has to go back into the pits. They fix the DRS, but then he has huge rear snaps all over the place. 
Then he has a slight power issue that sees him going slowly for a little bit, but then he can fix it and goes back up again. He then has a huge snap oversteer, comes in, goes back out again, and then stops on track um, for a fuel pump issue. It's what they said at the end. The only uh, car to stop on track today was Alex Albon's Williams. Alex Albon, as well, was the only person to set a lap time on the C4 tyres. Everyone else only went as high as C3 today, so he was the only person to go on the soft tyres, and his lap time was dreadful. We'll get into that in a little bit. Not that lap times matter, of course. But Logan Sargent came out in the afternoon, and it didn't go very well for him either. Uh, He lost the rear end going into turn eight and had a huge spin, very nearly going into the wall, which is impressive because the wall was a mile away. Um, Then he fixes that up, uh, comes in, uh, goes back out again, then has another issue, but he was able to get it back to the pits, and when he gets back to the pits, all these Mercedes engineers appear out of nowhere to have a look at the engine and see what's gone wrong. Overall, Alexander Albon in the morning finished 8th, and in the afternoon finished 15th. Um, so Alex Albon, who was on the fastest tyres that anyone used today, was 3.243 seconds off the pace, not the lap times matter, of course. He only managed 40 laps. Logan Sargent did better on the C3 tyres, finishing 11th. Not that lap times matter, of course. But he could only get 21 laps in. So overall, today, Williams only managed 61 laps, which is dreadful. A really, really bad day for Williams. So a lot of work for them over the next coming two days. because That is nowhere near... Uh, good enough. Moving across now to Alpine, and Ocon was in the car in the morning session. Uh, he had a huge snap of oversteer at one point, which saw him go into a uh, gravel trap, but he was able to continue through and carry on. Um, then we have Gasly coming in the afternoon, and it's time for our second special helmet street of the day, because he's another one I forgot to look at. So here we go. Here's his one. I like this one as well. I like the very light blue. It looks great here. Great look for him. I'm not sure what this crest is. don't know if it's maybe like a family crest or a crest like the area that he comes from in France. Or maybe it's a sponsor that I'm not aware of. But yeah, it looks good. A French flag going above and over the top. Nice colours. Very good stuff there from um, Pierre Gasly. So, um, he didn't really feature a lot on the coverage for most of the afternoon, especially the first half of the afternoon, and he really just wasn't doing much. We saw yesterday in the preview that Alpine haven't brought any of the C4 or C5 tyres. They're focusing on the harder uh, compound tyres. I think for most of the afternoon, Gasly was just going around on the C1 tyres, the hardest of all, and he was like six seconds off everyone else for most of the day. With about 50 minutes left in the session, they move him to the C3 tyres, and he does actually put in some good laps there. So um, Alpine are a bit of an interesting one, because I really don't know where they are. Uh, Ocon was struggling, but Gasly didn't seem to be, and he did quite well. So Ocon in the morning finished 9th. Overall, he was 16th. He got 60 laps in. Gasly, though, uh, was good enough for 5th overall. He also got 60 laps, which gave them 120 laps overall, which is 8th uh, of all the constructors. But yet again, still a very uh, respectable amount of laps that they had today. Across to 
Aston and Alonso was in there in the morning. And you know what? This just, he looked really, really good. He had no real issues at all this morning. I think of the morning session, the Aston was the most consistently good car. Like, there wasn't a moment when it was on the screen and it was struggling or looked like he was out of control. He was just, as soon as he was out there, he just got it and went on with it really well. So Alonso had a great morning. And then went across the stroll in the afternoon. He struggled a bit more. There was lots and lots of uh, lockups for Stroll as he went through. Then towards the end of the session, he's driving down the straight and the, the left wing mirror flies up in the air lands behind him, Daniel Ricciardo makes a last-minute joint to, like, get out of the way of it, and then Nico Hulkenberg just runs straight over it, destroying his wing mirror. Despite this, he stays out, and I thought it was really weird because the car at the time was just drowned in flovers. Like, there was just flovers all over the car. Um, and then the wing mirror came off, and he stayed out. So, like, all the data that they've got is for the aerodynamics of that car without a wing mirror on. So I don't really know if that is valuable or not, but overall, Alonso in the morning finished third. That went down to eighth. I should really have said this before, but you know, as the, the day goes on, the track becomes more grippier and better, and the temperatures are better for lap times, so the morning times aren't going to be as fast as the afternoon times, which is why I'm mentioning them both. So Alonso third in the morning, eighth overall, 77 laps together. Uh, Stroll finished 6th with 53 laps, which is 131 laps overall, joint 4th for Aston. So I think Aston are in a very good place, especially in the hands of Alonso. And if Aston had built a car that works well for Alonso, but maybe Stroll struggles with a little bit, I don't think that's an issue, because Alonso is where you're going to get all your points anyway. So build a car that Fernando Alonso wants to drive, and will be good from there. Right, McLaren. Now, this is an interesting team to talk about because they have had maybe the most mixed day of highs and lows of any team. So, Piastri starts off in the morning and pretty much out the gates, everyone comes out and is on the track, apart from McLaren, who don't come on the track until like 10 minutes into the session, which doesn't sound like much, but when it's like your first chance to go drive the car... Everyone was out straight away. You had people like uh, George Russell and um, Fernando Alonso who were waiting at the end of the pit lane for that to go green to get out as soon as they could. But McLaren kind of just took their time. In fact, it took them an hour and 42 minutes to set an official timed lap, which was the latest of anyone in the session this morning. Uh, Piastri goes for a fast lap later on, but gets a lot of oversteer and there's a lot of bouncing in the car as well. We go across to Lando Norris now in the afternoon, who... Um, we also have to go to Special Helmet Street 4 because he has this special helmet for uh, Gilles de Farron who passed away over the uh, winter break and was a big part of the McLaren family. So a very respectful uh, helmet there for him for testing. And also what I quite like about this helmet as well is there's like not a lot of sponsors. You get the one here and the one here and on the visor but you haven't got the big monster band around the top so they must have has some kind of special dispensation to be like, look, this is a tribute helmet, can we not do that? And they've said yes. So very nice uh, to have that there from Lando. So 
At the start of the session for Lando, they're making huge changes to the car. I don't think they told Lando they were making huge changes to the car, because he's just there sat by the side of the car looking miserable, not happy at all, reminiscent of how he was this time last year. So I just thought, wow, it's not going well for McLaren. He then takes the car out, and you can hear the car constantly scraping the floor against the track, especially on the straights. And then... He goes top. He puts in the fastest time of the day. Of course, lap times don't matter. But then, going forward, you know, he stays relatively quick. Lots of lockups. It looks like he's really struggling with the car. But the car is quick. So, overall, uh, Piastri finished the morning in 5th. Not 5th, sorry, 4th. Went down to ninth. He had 57 laps in total. Norris ends the day on second. He was top, but got pushed down to second. 72 laps for him, 130 laps overall, which I think is fifth out of everyone. So they got good laps in, despite the time that they spent in the garage. They had good lap times, but it looks like the car is a bit of a handful. But if you can get it under control, it's quite quick. So a really mixed day for McLaren, but I think they'll come away with it feeling quite quite positive. Uh, going across to Ferrari now, we have Charles Leclerc in in the morning. He has a few lockups as well on a fast lap and a lot more lockups for him. And then his car is wide and it's bouncing into turn 13. Sainz comes in in the afternoon. He's struggling as well, especially as the wind picked up at the start of the afternoon session. Uh, the Ferrari really struggling, but much like the McLaren, it's struggling but it's fast, which is the way Ferrari have been for the last, like, two or three years. They've had a car which just shouldn't work. You look at it, and it's a handful to drive, it's bouncing all over the place, it doesn't really work, but it's fast. And once again, Ferrari have brought that kind of car to the track for 2024. So Leclerc finished the morning session in second, and which would go down to seventh overall, 64 laps for him. And Sainz overall was third, with 69 laps for him, which I haven't written down, which is how many overall. It is 133 for them overall, which puts them third amongst all the teams. Uh, so yet again, good for Ferrari, but I mean... Their car is such a handful, it's mad. Moving to Mercedes now, which means we have another special helmet street. Uh, this is George Russell's helmet. It's very much the same as last year. Yes, the 63 is now an outline rather than coloured in, much like how it is on the car, which doesn't look good and isn't, like, spotable from a crowd. So that's great. <clears throat> as I said... George Russell was the first out on the track today, waiting at the end of the pits. Uh, but it's just, it doesn't look good. And much and unlike the Ferrari and the McLaren, it doesn't look good and it's not quick. So lots of lockups for Mercedes. It's in the first two and a half hours of the morning session, Russell had only done 19 laps which by comparison, uh, Alonso had done 44. He was the most at that time. So a big difference there between Russell and the rest of the grid. Then he's going throughout the day. It was bouncing all over the place. There was lots of lockups. Russell finishes the day uh, in 12th place on the um, timing screens, not the lap times count, of course, and had 122 laps, which puts Mercedes 7th overall. It just didn't look good. Good, and if that's the car going slow, when it goes faster, 
it's just going to get worse. So, yeah, not a good time for Mercedes at the minute. I'm looking forward to seeing Lewis in the car tomorrow to see if maybe he handles it a little bit differently, much like how the Aston handles differently between Stroll and Alonso. But yeah, not much hope for me for Mercedes right now. Now, let's talk about Red Bull, because this has been a day of two halves. Not even two halves. It's been a day of one-eighth and seven-eighths for Red Bull. So Max Verstappen is in the car all day. And the first thing to say is the car is real. The car that they revealed at their launch is the car that they have here in testing. There was some speculation that their launch car was a joke and this car would come out looking completely different, but no. This is the real car, very much in line with the Mercedes of last year, which doesn't work. They've just done that their own way. And so they pull out this car, which looks like the Mercedes that didn't work. On their first lap, it was one of the worst performing Red Bulls I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It was incredibly twitchy through turns one to three, one of the most twitchy cars of the day. Then they had a huge lockup into uh, turn eight, and its time overall was not good, especially for a Red Bull. And I know times don't count, but the way that car looked on its first few laps was dreadful. I can't think of a Red Bull that's looked that bad ever. It was really, really bad. Then, about an hour later, it comes back out and sets the fastest time of the day that that far. Then, about half an hour later, they're back out again, and it's driving like a completely different car, and it's perfect in every single way. I have no idea how this happened in such a short space of time. It was like the McLaren progress of last year, but in an hour. It was insane. Now, let's just have a look at some photos as well I've got of this. So I want to talk about the air ducts on this car. So here we go. If you're watching on the YouTube, here it is. So this is the side pod here. So it's got an overbite on the top, firstly. But then this is the side pod inlet that we have, which is only very small. And people are saying it looks like a shark. But then there is this second one here, which is a horizontal line, which is what the um, Mercedes used to have and they said didn't work. So it's very Mercedes-inspired from this point of view. But then there is a third uh, air duct here, which comes off the shoulder of the driver just underneath the halo. So a lot of cars now have got lots of different air ducts all over the places for, for cooling. But this is the only car that I've seen use one here, which is, I think, completely new. So there's a lot of, of thought process gone into this Red Bull and somehow it just works and no one's really sure how or why. Uh, Max Verstappen sets the time of a 1.32.548. Uh, he sets that in the morning, which is a time that's faster than any time across day one last year. Whenever it's in the pits now, whenever it's in the garage, Adrian Newey is on it straight away. And now, you know, we've, we've seen a few testings now where, you know, Newey's always got a close eye on his car. 
but I don't think I've ever seen him this up close and personal with this car. So I think he has invested a lot into this one and making sure it works. Uh, Max Verstappen has the first overtake of the year on Charles Leclerc into Turn 1. That was a lot of fun. Um, Lando Norris had the fastest time. Max Verstappen takes it. Then we cut to the Red Bull garage where we see the biggest smiles ever from GP and Adrian Newey. Red Bull are the first to 100 laps on the day. Um, uh, yes, <laughs> then Max goes for another fast lap. He completely loses the rear end at the start of Sector 3 and then crosses the line for a slower time. But his slower time is still faster than any other time set today. So that shows you how far ahead they are. He then goes for another fastest lap and he sets it by a gap of 1.140 seconds, not that lap time is matter of course, Max Verstappen finishes the day on the top of the timing sheets of 142 laps, which puts Red Bull in second place overall for laps. How the hell the day started the way it did and ended the way it did for Red Bull, I will never know. But that was incredible from Red Bull to put that much of a marker down on testing day one with a car so drastically different from last year. I mean, you've got to applaud Red Bull at this point, if you weren't already. I don't know why you wouldn't be already, but if you're not, you have to applaud them now, because they very happily dominated last year. They could have just kind of made some little tweaks and turned up this year with an evolution of last year's car. But instead, instead of resting on their laurels, they've gone, no, we think we have some performance over there where Mercedes thought they had performance but couldn't find it. We're going to take that and make it work and take this huge risk, which is a huge risk, and they've made it work. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to see how this car progresses through the years. For the years, sorry, years through this season. If the rumours are true of the zero pods coming in, if they can get that to work, that'll be impressive. I'm also looking forward to tomorrow to seeing how Sergio Perez uh, goes with this car because, you know, it might be a very good car. I imagine it is a very good car, but how much of this performance is the car and how much of it is Max? How much will we see of this from Sergio? Because no, it's no offence to Sergio, but he's just not on the same level as Max. Will it still be an all-dominating beast type of a car? We'll have to wait and see. But overall, a very good first day of testing. So my big winners from testing are definitely Red Bull. I would also say the racing bills look very good. And I think Aston looks good as well in the hands of Fernando Alonso. Losers of testing are definitely Williams. They had the worst day out of anyone today. Haas I'll throw in there as well because their lap times are awful, but their reliability is good. So it's a mixed day for Haas. And it's kind of everyone else's is kind of mixed because I can kind of imagine where everyone falls the top and the bottom. So I think we have Haas and Williams at the bottom and Red Bull at the top. But in the middle, I don't know where anyone falls now. Because I guess, like, are Stake faster than Williams? I don't know. Are Alpine faster than Mercedes? Haven't got a clue. Where do McLaren and Ferrari lie in all this? Where does Aston lie in all this? There's some huge question marks around the the entire rest of the grid. Much like last year, I think we've got that kind of thing again where, yes, Red Bull are at the front. 
Yes, Hassa at the back. But in the middle, I think it's all very, very close. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the next two days play out. Because you know what? If Williams have a good two days, they could be very much back into the middle of this pack again. That's how good, that's how changeable it really is. And who knows what's going to happen. I imagine we might even see some upgrades coming in uh, by this time tomorrow. So there you go. That's the testing pound up. Been going on for quite a bit now. Let me know in the comments who your winners and losers are from testing today. Who do you want to see more of? Um, and what does each team really relatively need in the next coming days? I'll be back tomorrow uh, for another roundup on all things testing. It'll probably be a little bit later than the one today, but it will be up at some point tomorrow. Until then, though, have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.